I'm so excited to announce the 2020 Energy Intensive with me, Trisha Carr, and my partner, Crystal Ann Compton. The Energy Intensive is an eight-week comprehensive program that teaches and activates energy healing modalities. This program is unique, it is brand new, and it is cutting edge. It's also perfect for anyone who's interested in healing and energy, and particularly for intuitive people, for metaphysical seekers, and for spiritual practitioners. To learn more about the 2020 Energy Intensive, click the link in the description of this episode. Welcome to the Charmed Life Podcast. This is a mini episode. I am your host, Trisha Carr, and this is an excerpt from Light Shine, a live broadcast with myself and my best friend, Crystal Ann Compton. We're offering the Light Shine broadcasts every other week right into the Lightworkers Lab, which is an online spiritual community founded by Crystal, and you can find it on Facebook as a group. Join us and let your light shine too. I was just going to just mention the names of a couple of others. If you want to do that exercise of calling forth the energy of the dimension, you could also do the exercise of calling forth the energy of a certain race of, of these light beings. So Andromeda, the Andromedans, that's another particular race that people are working with in, in this age right now that we're in. Of course, Crystal mentioned the Arcturians. Syrians from Sirius, the Lyrans, and that's a smaller one. It's just I have a particular heart for the Lyrans or Lyrans, uh, Pleiadians. Then there's also the Zeta Reticula or the Greys. And yes, there are Greys that are, you know, kind of considered to do, you know, you know, not really having a good connection with humans, but there are plenty who are service to others. And some people have some positive relationships with Zetas. There's also reptilians, and reptilians have a, a rap for being just beastie, horrible, awful scourges of the galaxies. And, but they're, I think they're like people. There's probably people, probably beings across this universe saying, oh, don't deal with those humans. You know what they do? <laughs> so I think that you, know, you could possibly have a positive relationship with reptilian. I've, I've never really connected with reptilians. Um, anyone else that I'm not thinking of? Orion, yeah, the uh, Orion. Uh, well, that uh, Draco and all of that. See, in Orion and and in the Draco constellation area, there's been a lot of wars there and like profound, uh, dense kinds of things that have happened there. So again, it's probably a little bit like humans. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like you can you can get some wonderful relationships and you can have some bad apples because they're in some pain or or discord. So yeah. Well, I'll read to you the ones that um, Dr. Joshua David Stone talks about in this book, because some of these I had never actually heard of, but I think it's helpful because I think some of us are actually in the process of taking offers. Like there are beings that are looking to have these encounters with us and sometimes they'll present with their names and we've never heard it before, but maybe if you hear it now, you'll say, oh, maybe this is a class of being or a group of being that is trying to work with me. The Pleiades, the Pleiadians, the Orions, Umo. Have you heard of Umo? U M M O. No, and I. You're making remember to say I'm writing these down. Also, the um, Essasani. Yeah, they, he's he's got it. That's Bashar. Um, Umo, Yarga, 
Mars, the beings from Mars, we call them Martians, Venusians, beings from Venus, who are sharing our reality, but they're not existing in the same frequency of light that, that we are. So they're, they're in a different, mm, mm, no, they're in the, I, I believe they're in the same dimension, but in therefore 3D and can interact with us in the third dimension, but they are of a different frequency within our dimension and we don't see them or necessarily perceive of them. Right. tuning in ultraviolet or something something that that certain species of our planet could interact with but we can't because our physical instruments uh discount that that's what i thought about them too yes um the ashtar command which we've kind of you kind of hear a lot of in different galactic lore arcturians syrians hydra i don't know if they're the hydrans the greys the reptilians procyons cessna the alpha centaurians the lyrans Andromedans, those from Proxima Centauri, Ra, the group of being that identifies as Ra, the Alabram or the beings from Alabram, Zeta Reticuli, the Vegans, V-E-G-A-N, the Ataean, the Essasani, and then he goes in to talk about star people in general, which I think maybe we should touch upon. Star people and star seeds and those beings who are human and they are orienting here in 3D reality, but they do have energy and cords and you could say spiritual genealogy out there in the stars, the Pleiades, Arcturus, Orion. So what would you say a star seed is or a star person is? Well, you know, what I, I think is, I've heard a lot of people's opinions on this and the first thing I think is one way to look at it is that if you're interested and if you are connecting, then you're activating star seed uh, energies. And so then you're activating a part of your soul complex or your oversoul that is connecting to these. So then at that time you are bringing in, bringing that into your spiritual DNA, which then will uh, maybe affect even your physical life. And so even just the awareness of it, the interest in it and the connecting with it, will be net, then you are a star seed. And then on the other hand, it, it is, you may come in with that activation and with maybe a greater quotient of that in your DNA and your spiritual DNA. And so it is a, it's a more, more dominant purpose for this life to anchor in and bring that energy. Now, I, I think that along somewhere the lines of either ways of looking at that is that the new children are kind of all bringing in high activation. And when I say new children, I mean, certainly from since the 90s and later, like a big, huge chunk of that energy. And then even the, what, we, what we see as the indigo and the crystal and the rainbow children, the indigo children started coming in in, in like the 50s even, like the earlier, the scouts came in in the 40s and 50s, but the indigos really started to come in about uh, mid of the last century mid late last century. And so I think all of that has to do with star seeding as well. Um, that's, that's some of my thoughts around it, but yeah, you'll see some people who are just like, Oh, they're working hard to, uh, actually be grounded here. <laughs> you know, you can see that in some people. <laughs> right. Well, and I also like to think upon and mention 
our various incarnations. And of course you can look that, look at that linearly. And I can say I'm in this life and I have had a past life and then I had a life before that. And it's all happened sort of chronologically. And here I am in the now. And that may or may not be true. And many of us believe that is true that we have these past lives that have happened in a certain order. But I suggest to you that we are indeed living simultaneous lives right now, all over the dimensional map, all over the universal map. And some of our simultaneous incarnations are happening in these other spaces and places, civilizations, and in these constellations and different systems. And some of us might have just a lot of presence, a lot of connection right now with the Pleiades because we have different simultaneous lives that are existing right there. And because it's all us, and, because, and it doesn't really matter when the life happened, by the way, it, it, chronological doesn't matter because we exist outside of time and space. But if we've had a lot of lives on the Pleiades, or if we've had a lot of lives in Arcturus, then we can draw upon those lives because we're connected to them at all times. Every you that you've ever been is connected to the you that you are now. And the cool thing is you have access to all those yous right now. We call these the infinity selves, all the selves, all over the, the galaxy, all over the dimensions, all over the universe, not just this one, all over the multiverses and outside of the multiverses and the, the architecture and the constructs, there are yous. And what's cool about this is the vantage point that they have. When you connect with the, the you that you are in the eighth dimension, serving as perhaps an angel of sorts, you can draw down the energy of eighth dimensional you into three-dimensional reality. And this informs you and this can also change you. Likewise, you can connect with the Pleiadian you that's existing now or that existed at some point and draw down the energy of that, making you have maybe more uh, behaviors, patterns, proclivities, not unlike the Pleiadian, the Pleiadians that you are right now or that you were. So in this way, we're also star seeds, but we're also dimensional seeds. We're also universal seeds. We are connected truly to absolutely everything. It's just about the fine-tunement of it all. I don't know. Okay. Exactly. No, that's exactly what I, I picture as I say that, you know, as you have the interest to it, you're awakening that stream of energy, which is exactly... Yes the parallel life that you're living as that. And so, you know, to, to say that it's interesting when, if someone says, well, I've never been on this planet before. Uh, this is, I'm actually from these other places, but, you, but this is, uh, there's only one moment with infinite perspectives. So that, that kind of, I mean, that's just linear. And again, if that we, we observe time linearly because that's our concept of it, because we have a birth and a death. But, but the thing is, the 11-year-old me still exists in the, you know, multiverse of the time crystal, of the one time crystal. So, um, yeah, that's what the star seeding, when your interest uh, is piqued about it, when you are connecting in love and, you know, just connection, and that's what, and, and that bond, then you're activating that and you're drawing that energy in and manifesting it in this life and that parallel life that is happening. One, one last thing that we, we didn't talk about, uh, I think, is as it concerns star seeds and star seeding is that the, the, the um, concept or the theory that we are actually a hybrid race, that we're not native here anyway. And this was something that I learned about completely independent. This was actually, I think this was, I don't remember if this was before meeting my lion person or after it was possibly around that time, but I had been asking the reason I know is because I was still studying with my 
mediumship mentor and she has no interest or even like concept of any of this cosmic star CDT business. Um, and I, I was asking spirit, like why are humans so different than animals and nature? And why are we ecologically out of alignment so, so easily and everything else flows with this unity or this ecology and the only possible logical answer, which came to me was, yeah, you're not native here. He, the human race is not as native as the other parts, uh, the other expressions of this planet, the other expressions of Gaia. And so the theory that we are actually a hybrid race and we can trace this back, the theory traces back to the time of Egypt and the Anunnaki coming and breeding uh, with the humans. And there is the, I've heard someone who has the, the, the perspective that we are a hybridization of Pleiadians, Archangelic, Reptilians, Greys, and the Sasquatch, actually. That was the other, that's who they, that is the actual native humanoid of this planet that we are descended from, more native at least. And the Sasquatch or the Bigfoot or, you know, they still exist here and they're more advanced than we are. And they move into the portals of the earth and they move around in this way. But we're actually a hybrid of those beings and the Archangelic also, you know, contributed their energies. And that's how we're here. So we, in a sense, biologically, anthropologically are all star seeds. But as to whether we have it activated from the soul point is a kind of a, Maybe a soul blueprint if you're, if you're someone who comes in with this powerful activation of it to ma maintain the activation of it, or if it is um, activating while you're here on the planet, connecting with those parallel lives. Wow. Think? <laughs> I think that's really, I think that's really cool. If you enjoyed this or any of the Charmed Life podcast episodes, I invite you to like, subscribe, share, or comment, or leave us a review on Apple iTunes or however you get your podcasts. Thanks for tuning in. I love you, whoever you are. Thank you.